Blog Talk Radio. Challenging, thought-provoking, insightful. This is God in Country, the collision of faith and politics. Hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran former law enforcement officer and founder of the internationally regarded executive protection team. Through counseling, elite life coaching, and national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. With today's edition of God in Country, here is host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America. Dr. Sean Michael Greener. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to the show. We're ready to rock and roll here. we got a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. Important stuff today. Lots of important stuff going on. Lots of good stuff. Lots of important stuff. Lots of stuff that your family depends on you to know. Your community depends on you to know. I will say this. They're probably not going to tell you. The government's not going to tell you. The You know, there's any number of people aren't going to tell you. They're just going to look at you funny. The government's going to tell you what they want. You know, wait. Stay right there. Shelter in place. We're coming to help you. Well, all right, all right, all right. No, they're not. They're not because they can't. They're not coming to help you because they can't come to help you. They cannot help you. And they won't. So welcome, citizens. Welcome to all of our warfighters, our sheepdogs, our Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, uniformed and clandestine services. Hey, welcome back, Marines, uh, from your recently the Tidewater, Virginia Marines. Welcome back from your deployment. We've been praying for you. We've been thinking about you. We're glad you made it back safely. If you listen to the shows, if you didn't listen every week, you'd know that every week we give you a shout-out the whole time you were on deployment because that's, uh, that's how we roll. That's what we do. That's what we're about. We honor active duty and retired and and veterans. We also honor uh, the Army Rangers, United States Navy SEALs. Rangers lead the way, by the way. I get messages. I don't know why. I get a lot of messages from SEALs from all over the country, all over the world, really, to be fair. And they all tell me the same thing. 
They say, you know what, we like your show. You want to know why we like your show? Because you tell it like it is. You tell it like it is. That matters to me. That makes a big difference to me. The Rangers from around the world, there's one in Cutter right now listening. Thank you very much. I can't wait to be at your wedding here in October. And I appreciate you. I appreciate what you do. Well, I'm at this microphone. I'm going to tell you what. I will not allow our country to forget about you. I'll tell you who else I won't allow our country to forget while I'm at this microphone. Because they say, you know, 
this thin blue line, the, the way they, they close ranks around each other when something happens. Well, first of all, that doesn't happen anymore. There was a time when it did, but it doesn't happen now. And I'm here to tell you, I'm going to talk really briefly today at the outset here about the McKinney, Texas, the video about the police officer in McKinney, Texas. What I think of it. I'll tell you the truth. Ultimately, I'm going to tell you that our Gold Star families are left to grieve on their own. But you know what they do? A bunch of them have binded themselves together and created organizations, not-for-profit organizations like the Michael Strange Foundation, America's Mighty Warriors and Operation Freedom. People ask me all the time, and I get requests, is our audience this large, over 400,000 every week? They ask me, they say, could you, you know, plug our group? I tell you, there's somewhere I go now, but he's going to be on next week. He's been on a couple weeks ago or a few weeks ago. He was on the great Drago, uh, retired Navy SEAL. From Poland, was in the gulag before he came to America. It's a prisoner for two years, political prisoner for two years. And I'll tell you what, he came here and he didn't just become an American citizen. Although he's proud of his service, he said, you know, I want to be known for what I do now. I want to be known to be a great American. And he is a great American. So where I go to see if people are taking advantage of Gold Star families, because they do, and he's got a report for you you will not believe. It's going to be on next week on this show. And I'm here to tell you, he's going to tell you about some things that he's learned. And he's going to give you some action to take. But let me let me just reiterate to you, the publicist, they always, when your show gets this size, it's nothing big, but it's big enough to people where people start noticing and I have publicists and things calling me. And I had a publicist for the book and, and all that. But they call me and they, they offer my services. And what they do is they listen to your show for a little bit. And then they say, hey, you know, we've got some suggestions for you. We'll share them with you. And if you like those, then maybe we can work out a relationship. And everyone bar none has said the same thing. Hey, listen, that open you do, especially that taps, you know, yeah, it's great and all. Appreciate the soldiers and their sacrifices and that thing you do with the Gold Star family, you know, that's that's nice and all. But maybe you do that like once a year. Not every week. I got a news flash for you, publicist. If this show never grows, and you know, I don't ask for a dime from any of these organizations. I see people like Charlie and Marianne Strange, the Hill Groups, Sean and Angie. 
you guys, Debbie, Debbie Lee, Karen, and Billy Vaughn, all the work that you do, the folks at Concerned Veterans for America, Madison Rising, you know those guys go do shows, and a lot of times there's not even it's not even enough money to pay for them to get there. And some of the shows they do, they don't even get paid. We're hoping to put together something. I know uh, Sean and Angie and I have talked about that. We'd really like to do that here in the Northeast. We'd like to have a big old fundraiser fundraiser concert to support uh, America. Well, this particular one that we'd be doing would be Michael Strange Foundation. Folks are right there in Philadelphia. Michael Strange was from Philly. His birthday was just on the 6th. Happy birthday birthday in heaven, Michael. But you know, the the Gold Star families, you know, I told this to the – to the to the uh, publicist, I told them, I said, look, these people never get to put away their sorrow. They never get to put away their loss. And they look at our country the way that it is now, the way our politicians are doing, wrecking this country. And you know what? They got to be sad. They got to feel like, why in the world? Why in the world did I give my child, my husband, my wife, my dad, my mom, why did I do it? These people don't even care. The people down in McKinney, Texas, I'm going to talk about them in a second. But I want to tell you about something that's really, really important. Very important to this show. It's extremely important to this show, and, you know, we need you to do this. If you haven't done this yet, we need you to do it. Tell your friends. Hey, Happy Warriors, this is a Ninja Pastor here. Please, this is very important. If you could, follow and subscribe this show. You know what? My statistics for this show don't count unless you are a subscriber or a follower. Uh, what you do is you go to blogtalkradio.com backslash the Ninja Pastor, and if you use Twitter and Facebook, follow us at the Ninja Pastor, and on Facebook, click on Sign Up, just under my photograph, under www.facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. Subscribers, you get notifications first of all of our shows, anywhere we're appearing, and it's all free. Nobody steals your information. Again, if you could click on follow and subscribe here at www.blogtalkradio.com backslash The Ninja Pastor. If you're on Twitter and Facebook, follow me at The Ninja Pastor. Go to facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. Click follow and sign up. Thanks a bunch. Man, I really appreciate it. Way to go, happy warriors. Well, there you have it. There you have it. It's important stuff. I never knew how important it was. But you know what? I know now. (laughs) Well, that announcement was really loud. I apologize for that. I don't know why that was so loud. I think they're going through some stuff here. uh, Last week we had some problems with the sound. We don't normally have a lot of uh, problems with the sound, but for whatever reason, poof, that was really loud. Her my own delicate ears. My own delicate ears was hurt. So how many of you 
have seen, uh, you probably pretty much have to be on uh, social media or watch uh, the mainstream news, maybe Fox or CNN or any of those. I don't know if the ABC, I don't watch the ABC, NBCs or CBSs. So I don't know, but I know MSNBC and CNN and Fox, they have it on there. But the videos, uh, there was an article at Breitbart, and if you go over to uh, facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio, you'll see it there. Scroll down, you'll see it there. So watch the videos. Don't do it now. What are you doing? Don't do it now. I'm I'm doing the show, unless you can do both, which is cool. You're amazing. You should have a radio show if you can do all that. Anyway, really quick. Uh, it's a really quick couple of videos. Watch both of the videos. Don't watch just the one that they're showing you, the little tiny clip. The news media, even Fox, is showing the little tiny clip, and the talking heads over there are no better than any of the others. Oh, it's a racist, racially charged situation because the police officer was white and 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 the uh and and the poor bathing suit clad 14 or 15 year old young lady she was she was she, she was in a bathing suit she was black come on watch the whole thing read the whole article at Breitbart the link is right there facebook.com backslash god and country radio it's right there and i did a post on it but i'll i'll reiterate some of it for you here's what i want you to do it takes there's a, there's a quote from a black man that was there. See, it's it's so easily assumed if it's white people, they're automatically racist. Oh, boom, you're a racist. If white cops have to deal with black people, the cops are automatically a, a, a judged racist. And you know what? I'm tired of that. I'm so tired of it, I sneezed it out. God bless me. All right, all right, all right. So here's the thing. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to the Facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio, watch the video. I've fact-checked it at Six Ways to Sunday. That's right. Here's what I want you to do after this. Now, don't worry. This is on the Facebook, so you don't have to write it down. Facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. So you don't have to write it down. Just go over there. While you're there, click on like. Look underneath my picture. Click on sign up, and that will get you all the notices and all that stuff. And we don't do anything with your private information. So what I want you to do after you look at that and you watch the videos, you read the article, it takes you two to five minutes, I want you to call the McKinney, Texas Police Department at their non-emergency telephone number. That number is 972 972- Five four seven twenty seven hundred. That's nine seven two five four seven twenty seven hundred. I'm proud to say that I did a show one time. I gave the number. I think it was to the airline, and they sent me a message. Or no, no, no. It was to um, to a college uh, that was playing the call to prayer, the Muslim call to prayer from the bell tower. And I'm proud to tell you. I mean, I, I have a little tiny reach, but still. I'm proud to tell you, uh, they said they had hundreds of calls, and they said they were told the ninja pastor told them to call. Well, I'm proud of that. I'm proud that you guys do stuff. I called earlier this morning after I watched the videos, and I did some research. I did some fact-checking. 
And I lodged my complaint that their chief was so pejorative toward the officer in his press conference. And he's disgusted by what happened. It's two to five minutes. Don't tell me you're too busy. Come on. Two to five minutes. Texas is what, three hours behind us, two hours behind us? Come on. You can do it. Then here's what I want you to do next. This is ironic because the the officer is like vice president of the police union there, the FOP, Fraternal Order of Police. He's either vice president of the police union or he's, he's some officer in the police union. He might even be the president by now. Who knows? The information on that was a little bit old. But I want you to contact the police union officials. Again, the links are all there at facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio Show. Or God and Country Radio. You just put that in. You'll go right to it. I want you to contact the police union officials in McKinney, Texas. I, I give you the, num- the all the information here, so don't stress. And tell them that you stand behind the officer and you expect them to unleash the dogs against this race baiting. You're tired of it. You're tired of the lying media. And you want to ensure that the union will put their full support, unwavering support, behind this officer. He's got a great record. He's a combat veteran, military veteran. His police record is phenomenal. His jacket's super clean. Here's their website. It's uh, http colon backslash backslash mckinneyfop.org backslash, I don't know, quite, I don't know, it's a bunch of stuff. Just Just go to the Facebook thing and put that just all you have to do is click on it. it's just a click super easy takes two to five minutes come on you can't tell me you're that busy you can't do that don't do it now just write it down make yourself a note i'm a big fan of writing little notes and then you go back and do it tickle file they used to call it years ago here's the next thing i want you to do i want you to flood what you do when you go over there to god and country radio on my facebook thank you sean by the way active duty military fireman Doing great work. Go over there, copy the post that I write, copy that, and then do share. Click on share on the post and then paste that into the comment section and get everybody to do this. I'm telling you, you get you get several hundred calls, several thousand calls, 10,000, 20,000, 30,000, 100,000. You get those calls from people that are sick and tired of it. You get uh, 100,000 hits, a million hits on their Twitter feed. They have a Twitter feed. They have a Facebook, McKinney, Texas Police Department. I want you to also hit up the uh, the politicians, the politician for that neighborhood, the, the uh, representative for that neighborhood. I want you to hit up the mayor and say, look, we want you to put your weight behind this guy. If you don't do it, we're going we're, we're gonna to stand behind you with our foot accelerating in an upward motion towards your posterior. And we're going to do that until you're out of office. Because if you don't support your police officer, you're going to have Baltimore. First of all, I watched the video probably ten times, both of the videos. And then I went to the poor young lady, poor teen. Look, that police officer used foul language. He swore at those children on mainstream media, even on Fox. He's, I don't care how bad it gets, you... You know, how stressed out you are. You can't swear at children. You should be more professional. Shut up. Get in a police car and ride around. I did the job for a while. I can tell you, get in the car, get in the cruiser, ride around, see what they deal with. And you know what that video doesn't show you? is what that video doesn't show you. You weren't there. 
from what I saw, there's a couple couple things that I have. I have a couple of, of observations from it. I'll just tell you, the officers that came to air quotes help him, I mean, they bugged right out of there. They didn't provide any perimeter support for him. I've heard people on Facebook, you know, these people don't even, Facebook and Twitter, they, they don't even, they don't even, they've never done the job. They don't know what it's like to undergo the daily rigor that these police officers have to go through. And they got called there. They got begged to come. He goes, he's the first car there, and it's mayhem. He arrives, and it's mayhem. Well, while he should have waited for, uh, he should have waited for the, the backup to come, and and then, well, then they could have talked to these poor youngsters in bathing suits. First of all, what the heck does bathing suits have to do with him having to wrestle this chick to the ground? Go to her Twitter and look what kind of chick she is. She's a Michael Brown at 14 or 15 years old. She's Michael Brown in waiting. And I'll tell you right now, if it weren't for some citizens stepping in and kind of protecting this officer, that there's a point where he draws his gun. I don't know that it necessarily required that, but I'll tell you this. Should have had some mace out. Should have had some pepper mace out. Might have been a windy day. I couldn't tell from the video. Maybe that's why he didn't deploy his mace. But those guys came up behind him. I, I told you, when there's 30 or 40 people there and there's one police officer, because of what happened in Ferguson and because of what happened in Baltimore, they know now. Oh, what can they do? They can't. There was more of us than there are of them. And they're so scared to use their guns now. Poof, they know if they use their guns, they're going to be put under the jail. They're going to lose their house. They're going to lose their jobs. So they don't do it. They don't do it. They don't do it. All right. I'm just getting mad. I'm just getting furious. So I'll just uh, let me say this. Let me just say this about that. You folks need to know the truth. You need to know the truth about the dynamic of being one guy. And you know what? Because you wear a badge and you carry a gun, you've got a target on your back. So he comes there, and there's people that aren't supposed to be there. This is not simply a pool party going wrong. This is people who uh, were not invited to this party. It was a private party. They were jumping the fence. They were grown folk and older teens, and they were thugs. Several got arrested. They ran their ran their criminal history, and, oh, what do you know? They have felony warrants on them. And they got called there. I want you to flood social media. I want you to flood traditional media. I want you to tell them you're fed up with all the acquiescence to race baiters and the putting on trial and handcuffing of all police officers, especially white ones. They're just trying to do their job, folks, despite an entire race and media being against them. I want you to stop putting up with this. I'll tell you right now, if you don't stop putting up with it, and stop putting up with it isn't just Facebook posts. I'm, I'm going to tell you that. you got to get on the phone. you got to call these police agencies. you got to call the mayor of McKinney. And you got to tell them, we're not putting up with this. This police officer was outnumbered and outflanked, that's for sure. 
And those two guys that came up behind him, they were coming up not to talk to him. They were coming up to take his gun and take him out. Watch the video. If you if you have any knowledge of police matters and tactics, you know uh, he was in a bad situation. Now, did drawing his gun, was he able legally to use lethal force? Would he have pulled the trigger justifiably? I don't know. You can't let him grab your gun and then go, oh, maybe I should shoot these guys. That's what we call in the biz a no-no. you got to stop putting up with this. Let me tell you something, folks. If you don't do something now, guess what's going to happen? You're not going to have police protection for your city or your town. Because at some point, the police officers in the rank and file, the ones who do the job. Look, you don't do the job every day. They do the job every day. They know what it's like to go into situations like that and to be fiercely outnumbered, egregiously outnumbered. To have the public sentiment and cell phones popping out and people filming, people yelling at them. Well, you're supposed to be a professional. You're trained for that. No, you're not. Shut up. Go do the job. Tell you what else. Go try to pass a background check and a psychological and a physical and all the different things you got to do and then go through six months of the academy successfully, then do six months of probation with a probationary officer, and then go out on the street by yourself and tell me how easy the job is. If you haven't done it, shut your mouth about that. Get on the phone and call those numbers and tell them, we are behind the officer. And we want this fairly investigated, and we want him treated not as a racial circumstance just because he's white. Oh, you're only saying that because he's white. It's a racial situation. Guess what? Racism goes both ways. They're only saying it because he's white. That's as much racist as saying, well, they're poor black child. Do you want police protection for your city or town or not? Because I'm telling you, the police officers do the job every day. They're going to decide something. You know what they're going to decide? You're not worth it. You aren't worth it. They're going to decide, you know what, I'm tired, who just don't care. They just don't care. You know, we're risking everything for not much money. We're risking everything. Every day of our lives, we're risking everything. And you know what? People don't care, and they don't appreciate it, and they're not worth it. And one of these days, they're going to walk. Listen, you've heard me on this show after the Baltimore situation. You've heard me on this show say, those officers, the best thing they can do in Baltimore City Police Department is if they're anywhere close putting in their papers for retirement, put them in. Put them in. Retire. Retire by the hundreds. There's hundreds of guys right now and ladies, lady police officers, that could they could retire. They could pull the chain and say, you know what, we're done. We're tired of it. We're tired of being treated like crap. We're tired of not being valued. We're tired of every situation we go into. Everybody who has never done the job is an expert on doing the job. Hey, welcome to folks in chat, by the way. I don't think I do a great job. Of reaching out to you folks and making you feel welcome. 
If you have any questions, just type them in there. Look, man, I, I just I just want you to understand. Let me let me just finish this really first. All right, all right, all right. Botech. I gotta calm down. That's what I say when I need to calm down. Look. I've said to the officers, I've talked to scores of, of Baltimore City police officers and they've said the same thing. Man, if I could leave, I would. Hundreds of them are looking for jobs. They're trying to get out of Baltimore City. They said it's a hellhole. We have no support from our managers, our sergeants on up. We have no support from the mayor. We have no support from the commissioner. Nothing. We're hung out to dry. And I say to them, look hard for a job, and then jettison that popsicle stand. And let those people fight it out for themselves. We get the government. We get the city. We get the town. We get the community we deserve. All they have to do is decide you're not worth it. Do all those calls. Don't tell me you're too busy. I'm a busy guy. I had to do prepare for a two-hour show today. And you know what? I found time to make all those calls, to send all those messages. You can too. Tell them the ninja pastor sent you. Look, you and I know that if we don't do something today, and, and really not just today, every day, if we don't do something today, this officer will be hung out to dry in a public hanging. They will flog him first. And all the polite chicken you-know-what white people will be hiding in their houses, watching all of their little DVR shows, trying not to miss out on you know, all the shows they watch and the little things they do. And they'll be busy losing the republic because they're too chicken to fight. And I'm saying not fight black people because there's plenty of black people. I, I talk to black people. I get, let me look and see how many emails have I not read. I'll give you an accurate reading here. Let's just click on the little email button. Oof, it's worse than I thought. 38,943 unread emails. If you're in that list of e people who have emailed me, you really you want to contact me another way. You definitely don't want to email me. Sorry. I'm so sorry. But in all those emails, I get scores of emails from good people like you, black people, who say, you know what, you're dead on right. But if we speak up, then our own community circles around us, calls us names, and then we end up hurt. We end up hurt. We end up losing everything. We all got to band together. Good folks on both sides got to band together. Get the government you deserve. I I'm tired of this crap. I really am. I'm tired of having to talk about it. I, for one, am tired of this crap. You know, here's what they're saying. If this was only a girl in her bathing suit, this cop pulled his gun on a teenager. This cop put his knee in the back of a 15-year-old girl in a swimsuit. She was just at a swim party. This was a racist act because the police officer was white and these poor kids are black. I'll tell you something. Automatic indictment for racism 
I'm tired of it. I'm really genuinely tired of it. Just because somebody's white doesn't make them a racist. Just because a police officer's white doesn't make them a racist. Racism goes both ways. Frankly, I, I'll tell you right now, that statement in and of itself, that statement in and of itself about the white police officers and we're dealing with black citizens, poor teenagers in bathing suits, that's a racist statement in and of itself. And you know what? I'm tired of it. Are you tired of it? You ought to be. I hear this all the time. And maybe you say this to yourself. I don't know. Maybe you don't say it out loud. You say things like this to yourself. Self, something has to change. You know what? You're the thing that has to change. Hey, by the way, follow me at the Ninja Pastor, at the Ninja Pastor on Twitter, if you're a Twitter person. We put a lot of stuff on there, a lot of cool stuff. Good stuff. Look, it takes two to five minutes to call those numbers on Facebook.com, backslash God and Country Radio. Call those numbers. Look up that post. It's done today. Call the numbers. Email them the Fraternal Order of Police, email them. Here's the simplest and easiest thing to do of all the things I've encouraged you to do just now is this. Copy that post from Facebook. Copy it from Facebook and then share it all all the way across. Whatever your social media reaches, whatever your email list is, put it all the way across. Get as many people as you know to do it. That's simple and that's easy. Hey, here's something that's relevant to what we're going to be talking about today. Here you go. Hey, listeners, let me tell you something really quick. Listen, if you own a gun, not even if you carry a gun, not even if you have a concealed carry permit, but if you own a gun, you need to listen up. You need to get a pen. You need to get paper, something. You need to click into your notes in your smartphone and, and take this number down. First of all, the first number is 20630. Don't worry, I'll repeat it. 20630. Listen, you have the right to defend yourself and your loved ones and your home. All of that stuff is true. You know it is. But the moment you pull the trigger or pull your gun, you are at risk for devastating legal and financial consequences. You know, you can be arrested. You can be jailed. You can be sued. You can be fired. You can be bankrupted. Even when you've legally and justifiably used a gun in self-defense. Listen, you don't have to let this happen to you. Just call Second Call Defense. That number you want is 20630. Listen, it's going to get you a whole month free. 20630. I'll give you the number in a second. You're going to enjoy, listen, when you become a member, you're going to enjoy peace of mind of having immediate and comprehensive legal and financial protection at your fingertips the moment you pull your gun, the moment you pull the trigger, no matter where you are in the United States. You just make two calls. Your first call should always be to 911 to request an ambulance and law enforcement. And listen, we'll tell you exactly what to do, what to say, how to say it. Your second call should be the second call defense. Listen, we've got your back. It's complete legal protection for armed self-defense, and it is fully endorsed by the NRA. It's fully backed by the NRA insurance program. Folks, you've got to have this coverage. I have the Cadillac protection, which is the ultimate coverage, and I'm telling you, it is phenomenal. People say, well, I, I've got homeowner's coverage. 
That'll protect me. I've got an umbrella policy, civil liability policy. No, no, it won't. In fact, it's specifically excluded. You say, well, I'll get a public, a public defender. They'll keep me out of jail. No, they won't. First of all, usually public defenders are from liberal colleges and liberal law schools. They hate guns. They hate people that carry guns. And they're, they don't understand uh, lethal force to start with. They're overworked. They're underpaid. Is that what you want to bet your freedom on? Is that what you want to bet your financial future on? That? Are you kidding me? 877-502-3300. Secondcalldefense.org. You want to give them this number, 20630. That's a Ninja Pastors number. You give them that, they're going to give you a free month. Go to God and Country Facebook page. Uh, it's facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. Uh, there's a place where you can sign up. You, you, you know, Sign up by the means of putting in your information for the show. Uh, to follow the show, but there's links on there. Once you do that, or on that page, there's a link there, and that will show you exactly where to go. You click on that link, go, get all kinds of information. There are no contracts. You're not locked in. And once you get your money back, your free uh, month back, they, they never come back and take it back. This is the best coverage out there. Trust me. I've researched it all. Welcome back to The Collision of Faith and Politics. Here again is Dr. Sean. So, so today on the show, uh, I am talking about and teaching you how to survive social unrest, however it looks, riots, looters, marauders, mayhem, uh, also any kind of thing that would happen. And it's going to be part of a series. So don't stress out when you know, you're listening to this and you say, well, I'm going to miss a part. It's okay. You, it's totally okay. You're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. You're going to get all the pieces. And I'm going to have some references for you. I'm going to reference a book that uh, I found. You know, I do all this stuff, so this is what I do. But this guy wrote a book on it. His name is David Morris, a pretty good guy. And we're going to try to have him on the show for you. Maybe we'll be able to have him on next week. Who knows? Who knows how it'll work out? Thank you also, by the way, for all the emails I got about Unbreakable. Uh, I was going to have uh, Senior Chief uh, Tom Shea, you know, Silver Star awarded. Uh, Navy SEAL hero by any account. Uh, you know, and his wife, Stacy, great. Really, really great patriot. Keeper of the Republic. And you know, I have to say, I was really looking forward to having them on the show. I really was. And there was a lot of people... Uh, I, I really thought there'd be a lot more backlash from uh, from them not being on. I thought people would take that less favorably. I did. I thought I, I really thought they would take it less favorably. I thought they'd say, yeah, you know, you keep saying he's going to be on the show for weeks and weeks and weeks, and then he's not on. And but the support was unreal. And I, I never want to disrespect anybody. I never want to disrespect, certainly not, you know. First of all, let me say this. You know, I, I do have a lot of contact in the SEAL community and special forces and clandestine community. That's, you know, if you've looked me up, you know why. So 
it's natural that I would talk more about that because I know a lot of those guys. But let me tell you something. There's a lot of 19-year-old Army guys, 18-year-old Navy guys, Coast Guard, Marines, Air Force, just regular enlisted people that are getting it done every day. So I don't I don't ever want anybody to think that, you know, I value SEALs or special ops or clandestine service above anybody else. I, I don't. Y'all are doing an important job, very important job, and I appreciate it. No doubt about it. I appreciate it, and I want you all to know that. That said, uh, I thought there would be a lot more negative backlash toward me for kind of laying it out. Remember what I said. I said, you know, I, I said I t- tell you guys the truth, and here's what happened. His, his publicist said uh, they just got this new publicist and publisher and told him, look, you're, you know, you can't be on that show. That show's too controversial. They combine religion and politics. Can't be on that show. And I was surprised, frankly, that a uh, United States Navy SEAL, retired, war hero by any account, would succumb to that. I, I really was surprised. It really surprised me. His wife, Stacy, a Spartan warrior, a true keeper of the Republic. Uh, just it was a surprise for me. But I, I really appreciate all the support from all across the, the listeners of the show. And uh, I really, really do appreciate it. Here's a call-in number, by the way. If you if you have a clean point to make, I will dump you quick. If you say anything dirty or ignorant or some kind of wackadoo, six four six five nine five four six four one. That's six four six five nine five four six four one. Be on the show. You'll be on hold when you call in. You'll be put on hold, and then as soon as I can get to you, I will. And I'm going to ask you what your name is, and what point would you like to make. Got to be clean. Can't curse on the show. Anyway, remember what I said. This is part three of a series I'm doing, avoiding and surviving social unrest, rioters, looters, marauders, mayhem, weather events. You know, natural stuff can happen, too. This is the fastest two hours in radio, by the way. It just flies by. So how many of you, by show of hands last week and the week before, where I spoke about what risk we face and what that risk looks like to you in your neighborhood. How many of you remember that? Taco Tony, you don't count. You, you're, you're sitting, of course you were here. I know you were here. I'm looking right at you. Of course. Why would you raise your hand? I know that you were here. Which I can't believe you're not. I mean, you sit here and you have taco juice running down your chin, and you don't even bring me one. What's that about? Weird. It's weird. The infamous words of uh, Vinnie Barbarino. It's it's weird. Do you all remember what the threat looks like? I talked about where the danger is. Cities. Liberal enclaves of social experimentation, which has failed. By the way, which has failed without exception in every case. Yet liberals... And they're in charge. Make no mistake about that. The liberals are in charge. They fail miserably. Every time. They fail miserably. Every time. History tells us. Because you know that's all they are, right? You you understand that. That the cities, uh, that's all they are. They're social experiments. 
They're failed social experiments. Every one. Every one. Yet liberals are still in charge. They, they fail miserably every time, yet they're still in charge. Liberals keep electing liberals, and conservatives keep sitting on the sidelines whining about how unfair the mainstream media is to conservatives and how this or that politician is really a rhino. You know, we, we have a majority in, the, in, the, uh, in Congress. We have a majority. We should put... We should every day put so much pressure, so much pressure on this majority that they can't stand it. They literally can't stand it. There's just unreal pressure on them. Let them feel you. We, we get the government we, we expect. We get the government we deserve, and we're just sitting around letting these liberals run and not all you know what? I'm gonna say this and a lot of my conservative friends they're gonna really get mad, but there's not all liberals are bad. I, I have I'm friends with many, many liberals who are really good people. They really are. They're wonderful people. Misinformed as all get out, but sweet as can be. You know, and they don't support ISIS and they don't support, you know, doing the wrong thing and all of that, and they do support our military. They don't you know, they don't like wars. You know, they just I don't know. I work on them. I drip on them. I love on them. I do the best as I can. I'm only one man, folks. I'm only one man. But you know, the left, they're ruling. And the conservative majority, we can't we can't say anymore that we're, well, it's because we're the minority. We can't do what can we do. We don't have the votes. And I'll tell you, if I hear this one more time, well, we, we didn't push this issue because even though we have the votes, the president would just use his veto pen. So what? Make him use it. Make him use the pen. And then you go right on television right after that and you say, you know what? The folks, this is what we just we were trying to do for you. This is what the bill says. This is what it means. This is what we were trying to do. And you know what? The president of the United States of America, Barack Hussein Obama said no. Don't be sitting at your home being the conservative majority and be peacefully and friendly and sheepishly silent. Because I'll tell you what, that's just dumb. It's just dumb. So what are the current threats you face? I'm going to list some. You ready? And list them. See where you fit in this. Let me take a deep breath. It's pretty rough. If you live near a train, you live near potentially deadly derailments. Guess what? I live near a train. I hear the train three times, four times a day. And you know what goes by on that train? <laughs> Chemicals. Explosives. It's a freight train. You know what it goes by, which is not far from where I live? Ginormous gas tanks.
you know, natural gas tanks. So let's say the train, no, literally, the train goes right by it. So let's say there's a strategic train derailment right there. And by strategic train derailment, I mean ISIS or some other stupid group puts a little minor explosive right there on the track so that as soon as they hit it, boom The train derails. Maybe it's a train full of chemicals. Goes into the Because they're that close, they would derail right into the gas tanks. And those gas tanks are big enough to blow up, to actually, now, you're going to hear this, and you're going to think this is not true, but it's absolutely true. I've done my homework. To literally flatten up to a mile and a half diameter. Flatten. One mile and a half. That's where I live. That's where I stay at. That's the reality. It's where I live. Well, what are you going to do? How about if you live near water? What if you live near water, folks? You know what? If you live near water, I don't mean any kind of body of water, you a pond, a lake, the ocean, a bay, a river, a stream. If you live near water, you live near potentially deadly floods. Reality, folks. If you live near a body of water or even a stream, you live near potentially deadly floods. Let me just tell you something else. You're not going to like to hear this. Those of you who live in developments that have those little those grates, those drains, those sewer drains, you know what? Do you know how easy it is to block those up? Do you know how easy it is for those to get clogged with debris and you don't even know it? You have a minor rainstorm and all of a sudden you've got feet of water in your home from the drains. Ask the people in Philadelphia. They'll tell you. If you live near a body of water, if you live near a sewer drain, you live near potentially deadly floods. And let me tell you something. Flash floods can happen in a, say it with me, Taco Tony, holding up the sign, flash flood. It happens in a flash. How about this? If you live near the woods, you live near a forest, a, a grouping of trees, then you live near potentially deadly forest fires. All it takes is one match, one spark. Some some lazy person, boy, don't get me started on litter, some lazy person throwing a, a glass down, throwing a cigarette down. Oh, I thought I put it out. I stepped on it. There's a friendlies in my town that burnt to the ground. It was open because when somebody was going in, to the friendlies to have their little friendly meal, they flicked their butt, which they thought was out. They flicked their butt, and it bounced into the mulch off the sidewalk, which, first of all, you're littering. Why would you do it in the first place? But they flicked it in there, and within nine minutes, that place had burnt to the ground. Burnt to the ground, folks. Just a little flick. 
burnt to the ground. I'm sorry, did I say nine minutes? Oh, I said nine minutes. I, I didn't mean nine minutes. I mean seven minutes. Seven minutes and 42 seconds, the place was fully engulfed in flame and burnt down in nine minutes. To the ground, folks. One cigarette butt. Right in my neighborhood. The guy standing out on his back deck before he left for work, smoking a cigarette. There's townhouse community, so big old back deck on the second or third floor, I don't remember which. And, uh, you know, he thought, meh, the earth will eat it up, so he flicked his cigarette. Caught the house. Next to him, caught his house, and the house next to him ruined the house next to him. Now there's a big insurance fight. Big insurance fight. They're not even back in the house. Stupid. It's just dumb. So if you live near woods, frankly, if you live near people, people are trouble. You live near potentially deadly fires. If you live near people, you live near potentially deadly riots. Where do riots happen? They happen where people are. That's where it happens. Where people are. Big gatherings of people. And you know what? Nowadays, it doesn't really matter. Doesn't matter where the people, you know, are from. It doesn't matter. Two of the people in the riot down in you're going to be shocked at not riot, but the big fracas with the police officer down in McKinney. Guess where they were from? Guess where the chick was from that was on the ground? You know, this nice girl. She's on Twitter giving the finger and looking all thug. Yeah, this nice girl. She's from Chicago. Several of the other people were from Chicago. Great, great. That's what we love. We love one of our last bastions of conservative and reasonable thought, state of Texas, to be in, infiltrated by people from Chicago and California and all these other places in New York City. You know that's part of the game plan, right? Liberals are moving there in droves, people who want to control. They move there in droves, they get elected to positions of power, and then they turn it around. That's what they do, folks. It's what they do. Hey, if you live near people, guess what you live near? You live near potentially deadly virus outbreaks. Yeah. That's where people's, you know, virus outbreaks come from people's. That's where they come from, folks. They come from people. This Ebola thing, isn't it amazing you're not hearing anything about that? What, what do you think that was all about? Do you think that was just a, I don't know, good timing, right? The president had a scandal going. Big thing. We don't really want to hear about that. The Ebola is everything. It's all the rage. And then guess what? That goes away. By the way, the, the doctor and the nurse, one of the nurse, the nurse's sister, who was also a a uh, a nurse, twin sister, actually. Uh, she's a nurse in, in those same areas, still a nurse in those same areas. Uh, she's going to be on the show. She's got to fit her in. 
so if you live near people, you live near potentially deadly virus outbreaks. You you live near groups of people who are walking around the mall, who are walking around your grocery store, who are walking around your church, who are walking around the streets of your town. Let me let me let me just I'll, I'll just say this. I mean, I don't want to scare the I don't want to scare you, but yeah, you see these water lagoons, these water treatment plants where they they treat the water and then people drink the water, they make it safe to drink and then and that's where your water reserves come from. You know how easy it is to poison that? Do you know do you know how little it takes to make that deadly? Anybody? Does anybody have a clue how easy that is? It's super easy. Let me just tell you, it's super easy. It's so easy, so easy. It's super easy. All right, all right, all right. So if you live near people, you live near potentially deadly virus outbreaks. Viruses, really, the government is totally unprepared to deal with. Our new virus czar, our Ebola czar. Anybody heard anything from that guy? What are we doing? What happened to that guy? Hey, look, if, if you live near people, you live near potentially deadly terrorist strikes. Look around. Do you have nuclear plants near you? Do you have power plants, plants, chemical plants? <laughs> For that matter, churches, schools, government buildings, grocery stores? If you live near any of those things and you live near people, guess what? You live near potentially deadly terrorist strikes. And look, ISIS doesn't care about convention, conventional ways to do things, conventional ways to think, conventional ways to carry out a war. They don't care. They don't care, folks. You whining about how awful the beheadings are or saying, well, I'm just not looking at them. I'm just not going to look at them. I'm not going to look at them. That's what they want. They want you to be so put off by it that they just, you know, they keep doing what they do, unabated. You're hiding in your house, afraid to even call the McKinney Police Department to support a police officer. I've seen lots of wannabe cops, by the way, go on and say, well, what he should have done us, whatever. But he should have done this and do this and then do that and he goes and does this and that and then, you know, it's all fine. Shut up. Shut up. Roll up in a squad car sometime all by yourself when there's 30, 40, 50 people there and they're all fighting. And I mean fighting, fighting. Not talking about fighting, fighting, fighting. And you tell me, Mr. Most of you would soil your pants. That's reality, folks. I'm sorry. That's reality. And and these same cops who who aren't even allowed to deal, they got to be super sweet and lovey dovey. Hi, sir. Hi, ma'am. Um, listen, I know you have a bathing suit on, and you're you're African American, and I've got to deal with you now. So let's have a race dialogue. Let's just talk about how I can be more sensitive to you, and um, work more effectively with you know your needs and your wants. Uh, I want to deal with your hair habits and hang ups and. First of all, I'm sorry for being white. I'm sorry that I'm that we didn't have any more police officers. Unfortunately, um, they don't want to be police officers because they don't want to deal with you. No offense, of course. 
Yeah, folks. For long, nobody's going to want to do the job. And you know what? Those are the same first line of defense against terrorist strikes. You think that the military – guess what? The military is not allowed to deploy on American soil. By law, they're not allowed to deploy. Oh, but Jade Helm, Jade Helm, Jade Helm. Let me tell you something. I'm researching Jade Helm now. I'm going to have an expert on about Jade Helm in the coming weeks. We'll tell you all the real deal. But there's so much crap out there about it. It's Some of the stuff is just so wildly untrue. It's not that it's – because you know I believe <laughs> – if I can prove something, I'll believe it. It's not that it's wildly unbelievable. It's 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 because most of it is wildly untrue. But the stuff that is true is scurry. It is downright scary. You know, Botech. That's what I say when I need to calm myself when I'm getting all amped up. Look, if you live near people, you live near potentially deadly terrorist strikes. That's where they go. They go where people are. They want to damage or scare as many people as they can. That's their goal. That's what they do, and it's what they do well. How about the TSA? You you fly? Do you fly? Do you do you get on an airplane ever and fly places? How about the TSA? They did a red cell on the TSA, and and now ninety some percent of the guns they try to got, get through the knives, the explosives, they're all fake, obviously. But uh, none of them got caught. Ninety some percent. How you feeling, America? How you feeling? I say we disband with the TSA. It's it's a, it's a totally failed experiment. Let's go. We have a lot of military people. Let's send all of our military returning vets back. Bring them back here. Treat them right. And then let's send them to Israel, and let's let the Israeli uh, El Al, let's let them train them, and then bring them back over here. Let's do it. There's your job. Seriously. Isn't that a no-brainer to you? If you fly, and you're on a metal tube at 30,000 feet, newsflash, you're on a flying missile. You know what else? You're also sitting near the release, potential release of deadly viruses. Deadly toxins. You don't know. You get on a plane, you fly somewhere, someone on the plane says that they're a chemical terrorist, a bio a biological terrorist, bioterrorist, and they and they unleash and you don't know. And then you go all over the place. You get on a subway. and You get on a wherever. You take cabs. You go to a restaurant before you start feeling bad. Maybe you start feeling bad and you say, oh, I don't feel so good. Maybe that food was not so great. For long, you're so sick, you're, you're dying. And you can't even count the number of people you've been around. If you live near people... You live near potentially deadly terrorist strikes. Look, we're lucky we haven't been struck worse than we have. The terrorists, if they if they watch, and they are watching the Baltimore and, and all these different cities and what's going on there, they have to be readying themselves to just unleash on us. Just unleash on us. Because if the cops can't even deal with, effectively with with, with uh Teenagers at a pool party without getting 
berated, losing their homes, losing their jobs, if the cops don't have the, the latitude to do at least that, The terrorists just, they must be looking at us laughing. They are looking at us laughing. (laughs) Michelle Obama, hashtag bring back our girls, that stupid picture she took. They just, they laughed. They did a hashtag, they responded, they did a hashtag, coming to kill you. We will live in your White House. If you live near people you live near potentially deadly large-scale accidents. People make mistakes, folks. You live, you live near a refinery. You live near a chemical processing plant. You live near a fireworks plant. Honestly, you live near a dog food plant. You live near a feed or grain elevators. Then you live near potentially deadly large-scale accidents. I'll tell you what else. If you live near people, then you live near potentially deadly gang violence. Gang violence is is exploding in this country. Exploding. And it's been it's not benign anymore. They go to they go to small towns now. They get started in small towns. They go to uh rural areas and get their drug operations started there. Out in the country. You say, well, I don't live in Chicago, New York, or any of these places. There's gangs all over the place. There's gangs in the place where I live. And you know what? The little town police departments, they can't handle them. They can't handle them. If you live near people, you live near potentially deadly gang violence. And I'll tell you what, the the administration currently in Washington the administration of Barack Hussein Obama, he is inviting them in and he is charging you, the American taxpayer, to take care of them. Known murderers. Here's what you could do. Because there's stuff that happens in your neighborhood you don't even know. You don't even know. And, and I'll tell you what, you, 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 a lot of people would say to me, and they have said to me, they have said this to me, this is, this is the real right here. Uh, They've said to me, they've, they've said to me, I, I don't, I don't want to know anymore. I don't want to know. Anymore. I, I just, I can't take it. I can't take, I can't know anymore. I, 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 I can't, not one more thing. I can't, I can't, another fear, another danger. I can't, I can't take it. No more. I can't. It's too much. It's too much. I just, come on, Jesus, come back. Come on, Yeshua. Saddle up your white horse and and get your sword and come on. That's not how it works, folks. The ninja pastor's here to tell you that's not how it works. We are to work until he comes. We are to fight until he comes. The gift of liberty and freedom and a good society is a gift from God. It's our job to keep the republic. We have failed miserably. We have failed miserably. When we come back, I'm going to tell you how to check your town. I'm going to tell you how to learn the the real statistics, what really, not looking in the paper, folks, how to learn what really is going on where you live. 
Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, happy warriors. This is the Ninja Pastor here. Listen, keepers of the republic, people who care about the future of this country, if that's you, and you're not the you that just wants to talk about it, just do Facebook posts, just do Twitter, but, I mean, you really want to do something. You really want to make a difference. You're called a keeper of the republic. Our founders clearly detailed that we, the people, would keep our republic if we participated in our own governance. Self-governance, let me tell you what, requires education, participation, sacrifice, and determination, and the belief that you can make a difference. Look, you've got to do something, but what is something? As I said, Facebook posts, they won't save the republic. Neither will rallies or voter drives. It goes way deeper. And if you truly want to do something of value that is also effective, the question is, are you willing? Listen, you can go to centerforselfgovernance.com or you can go to facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. There's a link there uh, for a center of self-governance. All you do is click there. While you're there at facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio, click on like and sign up. And you'll have all these links uh, immediately available to you, super, super easy. And I can help arrange courses for you in the Northeast and elsewhere. you got to do it. You say, i got to do something. I want to do something. This is the something. This is the something really big. This is the secret sauce. you got to ask yourself some tough questions. Do you really have what it takes? Do you really have what it takes to help save this country? Do you really want to save the country? Have you given up already? Then here's the really, really tough question. Am I worth the blood and treasure already sacrificed for liberty and freedom? Am I worth the acres of crosses in Arlington, Virginia, and towns across America? Soldiers who gave everything, committed everything to our freedom. How do you do it? Go to my Facebook page, facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio, and then click on the link to this, Center for Self-Governance. It'll be right there. You want to do Welcome back. To the collision of faith and politics. Here again is Dr. Sean. So I was telling you, take a look at your own neighborhood for the crime rates and the types of crimes being committed in your own community. Look, you have to have a real fix on this. You have to know what's going on in your own town. It's very important as a citizen to know these things. You have to know. Look, you don't have to write these down if you're driving or you don't have a pen and paper. Um, just all you need to remember is facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. All of these are right there. These links are right there. That's all you need to do. So crimereports.com and spotcrime.com. They're right there on the Facebook thing. You have the Internet. So you probably have access. Uh, just go over there to facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. Click on that link while you're there. Click on like. While you're there, click on sign up up underneath my picture, um, and boom, you'll be a uh, picture at the top there, the cover page picture. There's a little button there that says sign up, and then you're gonna, you'll have all this stuff. You know, even your own police agency might even be uh, a great reporting function. They, they might even have it on their uh, web page. Now, I'll tell you this. When I was a police officer, I got hurt um, once once or twice. And what they do to you is they put you in – they take you off the street if you're hurt. They put you in the public information office. Uh, they call it the PIC. Um, and you're in there, and no cop that wants to be a cop wants to be in there because it's just – it's you're in this box, and it's – it's terrible. But that might not be a bad place 
might not be a bad place for you to go or to call. Be brief. They can't sit on the phone for 100 hours because you get hundreds of calls during one shift, just literally hundreds of calls. Just be brief, be direct, and say, hey, I'm thinking about moving to this area. Um, You know, I'm just curious what the crime is like. And give them the town, give them the zip code, and say this is – or if you live there, say I live here, things are changing. I'm just curious, what's it – you know, what's the situation? What's the real situation? I don't see the stuff you see every day, and I want to support you, and I want to know how to best support you, but I also want to know what risks I face. You know what I could go for right now? I'm telling you right now, I could go for a cheesesteak. For real. A cheesesteak. A cheesesteak with mushrooms and onions. That This has nothing to do with what I'm about to say. has nothing to do with it. But cheesesteaks with onions, mushrooms, really good cheese, not the junk. Really good cheesesteak. Not, you know, mm, come on. Oof. If I was near Philly right now, Tony Luke's people, that's where I would be. I would get me a big old cheesesteak and I'd, sit, I'd just sit there till it was gone. Anyway, if you live in Baltimore, Wilmington, Delaware, Detroit, Chicago, Philadelphia, New York, New York, you know, New York City, Atlanta, Washington D.C., don't waste your time. Don't don't waste your time picking up the phone, calling the police department, or going to those websites. You want to know why? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Some of Taco Tony, he's trying to he's trying to figure it out. He's holding up signs. No. No and no. All your guesses are wrong. If you live in those cities, Baltimore, Wilmington, Delaware, Detroit, Chicago, Philadelphia, New York City, Atlanta, Washington, D.C., you save your effort because you know what? I'll just answer it for you. You live in a high crime zone, and you are at risk. You're at great risk. Hey, you remember what I said about if you live near railroad tracks? Remember I mentioned that? Well, by the way, if you live in those cities, let me just say this. My mind is still on that cheesesteak. I can smell it. I really need one, Uh, like right now. I would eat it. You know what I would do? Right in front of Taco Tony, right in front of all you. You'd have to listen to me eat. I'm so hungry for one right now. You would have to listen to me nosh on one. Just, It would be horrible. You don't want that. Nobody wants that. But look, if you live in Baltimore, Wilmington, Delaware, Detroit, Chicago, Philadelphia, New York City, Atlanta, Washington, D.C., do something. If you can't move, you say, look, a couple weeks ago you said you talked about moving. Get out of there. I'm with you. I, I Look, I know a lot of folks can't move from where they are. Most folks can't. Most folks can't move from where they are. They can't. They they can't, folks. And most of us are in that same place. We just can't. We're not in a position to do it. So change your city. Get tough. Start with that that commercial we just had from Center for Self-Governance. By the way, people are saying to me with these commercials, I'm getting all these messages. You must be making a mint off all these advertisers. Newsflash, not a dime. I don't charge them a dime. I don't charge Center for Self-Governance a dime. I don't charge any of the charities a dime. And I wouldn't take any money from them. Wouldn't do it. 
But look, if you live in Baltimore, Wilmington, Delaware, you can donate to the show, by the way. If you go to the ninjapastor.com, the new ninjapastor.com, the ninjapastor.com, or drshawngreener.com, D-R-S-H-A-W-N-G-R-E-E-N-E-R, you can go there and uh, you can you can actually donate. If you believe in what we're doing here, I pay all of this uh, myself out of my own pocket in our ministry on Sundays, and we travel around the country and speak. If you want to be a part of that, you, you are welcome to. I would love that. I would absolutely love that. I'd be ecstatic, and it'll be put to good use, let me tell you. So if you live in those cities, Center for Self-Governance, I'm telling you, folks, it, it, it's It's amazing. It's amazing. So if you live in those cities, especially or you live near those cities, this is what you do. You get a hold of me. You get a hold of Center for Self-Governance. You can get a hold of me directly. I'll hook you up with them. They're great people. They're amazing people. And we'll get you scheduled for a level one training. It'll change your life. Don't just say, well, I can't do anything, so I just stay in my house. Who wants to stay in your house? What if you want a hoagie? What if you want... Wait a second. A ham and cheese hoagie, that would be pretty good, too. Man. What if you want that? What if your kids want that? What if your grandkids want that? What if you want to walk down the corner and get a get a hoagie or a cheesesteak or a salad? What if you want that? What if your kids want that and they go down there and they get shot and you're all hiding in your house? What are you going to do? Shut up with that. Invest a day and $50. Center for Self-Governance will tell you how to do it. I'm going to teach you the, the practical stuff, but they're going to teach you the nuts, the, the stuff you need to know, the nuts and bolts stuff. But you remember what I said about the living near uh, railroad tracks. Do you know what is carried on your railroad tracks every single day? Do you know? I mentioned some of them before. Taco Tony, he wrote them down. He's holding up a card. He's saying, uh, well, he, you you got it all right. Well, you missed a few, but you, good for you. Wipe your face. Again, didn't offer me a single taco. What do you have, like six? So you would be surprised to know the deadly substances that are going right by your home or your place of business every single day, every single night. While you sleep, they're going by. Deadly chlorine chemicals. All kinds of deadly treatment chemicals. I mean, for real. By the way, the call-in number is 646-595-4641, not my personal number. (laughs) So if somebody is trying to call in to be on the show uh, from Louisiana, I'm sorry, I have no way to link you in, so call the 646-595-4641. Look, there, there's stuff, there's explosives that go by your home. You don't even know it. Seriously. There are explosives that go by your home. Every single day, every single night. People say, no, that's not true. Come on. How do you think how do you think explosives get from where they make them to where they 
to where they use them. How do you think that happens? Magic? Somebody sprinkles some foo-foo dust and boop, there we go. They go on rails, folks. They go on rails. I, I know lots of railroad people, and they say sometimes when we have certain loads on, it's just, whew, you pray somebody doesn't pull out onto the track and, and stall. You pray somebody's not trying to kill themselves by laying on the tracks because, you know, look, they try. They do whatever they can. They see them. They try to stop. But look, it takes, it takes miles to stop a train, especially a freight train. And there have been many trains that have derailed because of it. They say, man, if people only knew. But you know what? I'll tell you what else. How many of you, you say, I don't live near railroad tracks. Ha, ha, ha. I was smart. I didn't move near railroad tracks. First of all, it's not very nice. It's rude. But what about trucking? Do you, do you live near interstate highways? How about, how about do you ever drive on roads? Yeah, I got you on that one, didn't I? Anywhere you see these big trucks, you don't know what's in those trucks. Let me just give a word here, a shout-out. I know, actually, one of my good buddies is a, is a professional truck driver. He's now an instructor, and so he's helping the roads to be even safer. He tells me all the time, stuff that's on these trucks, blow your mind. Seriously, blow your mind. I'm telling you, you'd lose your mind if you knew the stuff that is on trucks. For reals. You, you, you would not believe it. And you drive on those roads. All it takes is one thing. We're talking about disasters. You know, people think that I'm so focused on ISIS and so focused on urban crime spreading throughout the the uh the United States and and the liberals just giving up our just giving up our our a whole lifestyle but i'm telling you there's all kinds of other things and and listen it does, a trucking disaster does not have to be it doesn't have to be intentional it doesn't have to be oh you know we're going to blow some stuff up it could be an a car crash you know car drivers do dumb stuff to truckers they pull in front of them. They don't give them room. All this business. I mean, I am here to tell you, a trucker with a very dangerous load might well be the truck you pull in front of, and it tips over, and it explodes. I have a buddy of mine drives tractor-trailer trucks, and for a solid month, he carried a volatile acid, and he carried it. His truck had to be – it was a special – the trailer part of it was lined with all these special things and all this stuff. And But the company that he was you know, trailering this truck for, or trailering for – I don't know what trucking for, um, he, uh, he said the guy forgot the lock. And he said, so I'm, you know, I'm out there with wire, twisting wire, just trying to make it difficult. I, I'm telling you, it's true. Absolutely true. So he gets to where he's going, and there's all this major, you know, security stuff. They have these sniffers, 
all these different things. And he asked the guy, he says, well, what is this stuff? He said, this acid that if, if, if it ever one needle, the, the head of a pin, the amount of a head of a pin ever got on your skin, eat your arm in a minute. That's how deadly. He goes, oh, well, guess what? Look on the back. There's no lock. No way. That's not possible. Yeah, way. Let's go look. Well, what is this? What is all this twisted up wire? That's not supposed to. He said, that's what I had to do. He drove 1,152 miles with it like that. That's reality, folks. You think everything's under control. You think everything, you know, everything's so peaceful and so just la, la, la. No. If you drive on interstate highways, if you drive on main roads, folks, you are near tractor-trailer trucks. Nothing bad about them. They're great people. They work hard. Dangerous job. But they carry some stuff that is very, very dangerous. All it takes is one. All it takes is one. So you can find out where the railroad tracks. I'm getting all these messages. Go to the uh, go to the. I'll put it on right now. Here it is. Go to the God and Country Facebook page, Facebook.com/backslash/GodandCountry Radio. That's it. God and Country. It's easy. It's, it couldn't be any easier. Most of you are probably on Facebook right now. Facebook.com/backslash/GodandCountryRadio. There's a link right there for what I'm going to tell you because I'm not going to say this whole thing. National alatlas.gov backslash natlas backslash natlas start dot ASP. I don't know. Don't know. Come on. I, uh, please don't make me say that again. Just go to the Facebook page, will you? Just go to that and then click on that, and you can find railroad tracks right near you. See, I told you I was going to take care of you. you, you if you want to find out where the railroad traps, the railroad traps, railroad tracks near you are, and really potential death traps. Look, from my bedroom, I can hear trains go by every morning and every night and during the afternoon. They go by my home, and I know what's on those trains. I made it my business to know. Because part of my plan, talk about planning here, part of my plan is what are my risks? You've got to know what your risks are. Look, don't ask me. I've got a hundred probably 100 messages here. I don't even know how many it is. 100 messages here, a gazillion messages here. That's not 100, but uh, a bunch of messages here. And say, well, what kind of gun should I get? What kind of, what kind of gun should I get for my house? Look, let's get through what the risks are first. I, you know, you everybody's situation is different, by the way. It's not the same for everybody. But I need to know what's on those trains. I need to want what's on trucks. In order, I need to know what the risks are in order to plan. But I, I just want to say this really quick, and, and, you know, I don't want to beat this to death, but how about your food supply? Folks, do you shop at grocery stores? Of course you do. You don't, unless you grow food in your backyard, which Barack Hussein Obama is going to have a problem with that. You know, uh, self-sufficient people are his enemy. And my gosh, if you're white, ooh, that's worse. And if you are a Bible thumper and into guns, oh, you're the most dangerous thing ever. Growing your food and raising your food, the best possible circumstances, but there aren't many people that do that anymore. And my land's the family farm. 
It's just disappearing. But if you shop at grocery stores, look around that grocery store. I have one in particular. I'm not going to give them free advertising, but I, there's one I really like, and I have friends that like this. There's one that's like a swank fancy pants one, and they're, you know, it is fancy pants. I mean, it's really nice. They have all kinds of good healthy stuff there and fancy, you know, it's fancy pants, bougie. It's a bougie store. You guys know what it is. We don't have any of those where I live. But if you go to your grocery store, next time you go to a grocery store, look around. Look at those shelves. You say, ooh, there's so much food in here. Do you know that that's a three-day – that's nine meals. That's nine meals. In the northeast here, especially like in Delaware, Maryland, uh, Pennsylvania, and parts of New Jersey, let them <laughs> – I'm getting messages now about that right now. You let them say there's a chance of snow. Not that there's going to be 10 inches of snow, but you let them say there's going to be a chance of snow. And guess what's going to happen? What's going to disappear off the shelves? Bread, milk, and eggs. Bread, milk, and eggs. And we're going to be out of bread, milk, and eggs in hours. Literally hours. Bread, milk, and eggs. From full shelves, my goodness, you couldn't fit another thing of milk in the in the refrigerator. You couldn't fit another loaf of bread. You couldn't fit another dozen eggs on there. But, man, you let them say there's going to be snow, and whoosh, gone. Now, think about if there's a disaster. Think about a three-day, that's nine meals. That's assuming three meals a day, three-day supply of groceries on the shelves. So what do you do for food? I tell you what, I like my groceries. I got to get my calories. I would be getting a cheesesteak right now. If I could, mm, my lands, I so would. Mm. I'm trying to get off of, by the way, I'm trying to get off of white potatoes and tomatoes. So no ketchup on the uh, cheesesteak and no fries, which I love. Ugh. So if you shop at grocery stores, look around. It's three days. It's three meals a day. It's three days, nine meals. How about water? You like to drink water? You get thirsty? I got water. I'm looking right. I have a super water filtration system. It's unreal. It's custom made. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Our water is just pristine. But if you get your water, if you have a water meter attached to your house, guess what? You have city water. You have you have government water. You have the water they tell you you're going to drink. And here's a newsflash for you. Not only do you have to worry about terrorists, poisoning your water supply, you got to worry about your town people. Do they know what they're doing? Are they doing it right? You know, they put chlorine in the water all the time and other treatment things. Did they put too much? Did they put not enough? Look, if you get a water bill, you're dependent on somebody else for your water. Deal with that. My purification system I have on my house, newsflash. You put whatever they want in there. Put whatever you want in there. What comes out is safe to drink. I got that covered. Someone else is controlling your water, and guess what? Here, here's, you know, if you want to know the truth, not only is someone else controlling your water, nobody's guarding your water. Nobody is guarding your water supply, and no one is looking. For reals. Nobody's looking. Nobody's guarding your water. Nobody's looking. Nobody's safeguarding the water supply. You think they are, but they're not. There's something for returning soldiers to do. Go to the borders and protect our borders. 
and go to our water supply and our nuclear plants and our refineries and protect them. Our infrastructure, protect it. Our electrical grid, protect it. Well, speaking of refineries, I guess I should probably say this. Do you live near an oil or gas refinery? I do. Eight miles away, I think. Eight miles away. I think it's eight miles. Might, might might be a little less than that, actually. Somebody decides to blow one of those up. What happens if somebody says, you know what, I'm going to blow this joint up. I'm about tired of it. I'm just going to, I'm just done. I'm done. I'm tired of it. Boom. Doesn't take much. It does not take much. What if there's an accident? Look, what if it's not a terrorist attack? What if it's an accident? Do you have a plan? Do you know how far you live from an oil or gas refinery? How about a pipeline? By the way, Keystone Pipeline should be, it should be online right now. There should be 150,000 people working to build that puppy and working to maintain it and protect it. Here's a newsflash. If we have a pipeline, we keep people from blowing it up by putting our military on it. And you give them you give them the permission, the rules of engagement are anybody messes with it, comes within a certain number of feet, they get shot. How about electrical uh, power generation plants? You live near those? How about nuclear plants? I live across the water from a nuclear plant. How about within the uh, 20 miles of a dam, either either direction? You you know, the dam, they dam up the water. They use it for hydroelectric power. Or they use it to control the water flow, stuff like that, because they're protecting you. It, either direction, upstream or downstream, doesn't matter which. And people are giving me uh, messages, and they're saying, you know, well, I, I live upstream. Is that, yeah, it's, it's every bit as bad. Water goes both directions. It doesn't matter. When it's under that kind of force, water goes where it want to go. You can't help who you love, and water don't help where it go. Do you live near industrial sites that process chemicals, dangerous substances? I live near a battery factory. You know how dangerous that is? Do you have any idea how dangerous that is? All kinds of chemicals. They don't, they're all over. You need to know what's near you in order to know how to protect yourself. Do you live near a military base or some sort of military installation? How about a government facility? Either of those places are are on the list, man. As far as terrorists go, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, if you lived on Fort Hood when when uh, Nadal Hassan, who should be put to death, I don't, I don't care that he's in a wheelchair. That makes him easier to shoot. He should be put to death. I think he should be hung. Shoot him a few times first, and then hang him. Shouting a little Akbar. You tell me that's not a, a, a terrorist attack. Give me a break. Muslims don't belong in the military. No offense, you nice Muslims out there. No offense, but you don't belong in the military. You don't belong in our government. You don't belong in our water treatment, our nuclear treatment, any of that kind of stuff. Police officers, sorry, your Quran, I've read it three times. Reliance of the Traveler, Umdad al-Salik, I've read it, 1,345 pages, free on the Internet. Everything in it tells you to kill me. 
tells you that you're not going to support. How about that sheriff, the female sheriff? She's a Muslim, and she her uniform doesn't have an American flag on it, and she does not salute or pledge allegiance or any of those things. Folks, you got to make it your got to make it a, make a point to know some stuff. Me saying all this stuff to you, but you know, telling you what kind of gun to get is is putting the cart well before the horse. How about near uh, a government social security or workers comp or like a welfare facility? You live near any of those? You live near any of those? You say there's no explosives in there? Really? Who gathers there? Who gathers there? And if they don't receive their check in the mail or in their bank account, where do you think they're going to go? Somebody tell me. Where are you going to go? Seriously. They're going to rampage through their neighborhood. They're going to ask their friends one, two, three days. The check's still not there. The automatic deposit's still not there. By the third day, they're rampaging through their own neighborhoods. They're rampaging through your neighborhood. They're going en masse to the government buildings. And if you live near there, guess what? Once they don't get what they're looking for there, they're branching out. If you live there, you're going to pay. How about prison? Do you live near a prison? Do you live anywhere near a prison within, say, five or ten miles? You say, well, they're locked up. They're behind bars. They're not going to hurt me. Why would I be worried about that? (laughs) You know, look, come on. Because it's a prison, folks. That's where we put the mean people who don't follow the rules. Or, I'm sorry, the white people put the black people, and they're just innocently swimming. And you think if if there's ever an opportunity to uh, fire up a base of people, you know, that's the number one recruiting place for ISIS right now is American prisons. They re- they recruit them as Muslim, and then they recruit them into ISIS. Hey, when you get out, you can really belong to something. You can make a difference. You like killing people? You like fighting people? The man got you down? Guess what you do? Come with us. You don't even have to leave your home. You live near a prison. Doesn't take much to break into a prison. You say, why did not anybody want to break into a prison? To get the prisoners out. Do you live anywhere near a police station? I I love it when I see ads for houses and they brag about, we're only right across the street from the police station. Why why would you tell anybody that? You go on the Internet right now and you, you, uh, police station shooting, you just put that in. You'll you'll come up with a bunch of them. There have been a bunch of deadly shootings at police stations. And when the feces hits the circular wind device, guess what? That's going to be an assault point. You know where the police are? Not going to be. They're not going to be there. 
They're going to be elsewhere or they're going to be home and they're going to be saying, good luck, folks. I wish you the best. Hey, do you live at the top of a hill or a mountain? Do you live at the bottom of a mountain or a hill? Do you live in the middle? Depends on hills. Bad rains? You're in deep trouble. Look, you get, you get the point, right? I could, I could wear this out, but this is very important that you understand what your threats are. And there's lots of them. You, you see this, right? I could go on for the entire – I could go on for a month and list dangers, and I have a ba- I barely scratched the surface. I barely scratched the surface. But you get the point, right? There's danger all around you. Suffice it to say, there's there's so much real danger all around us, and I'm a big fan of facing it and preparing for it rather than throwing my head in the sand and hoping the rapture happens before societal collapse. Here's a little tip from the ninja pastor. So societal collapse could well be part of the rapture. We could go through an awful lot of bad stuff. The saints can go through an awful lot of bad stuff before the Lord himself comes back. Holla at your boy. Some bad stuff can happen before we get taken up to heaven. Let me, let me say this really quick. Let me say this really quick. Um, it's really important, and I, and I want you to listen to this, because if you're on daily medicines, it's really important that you listen to this, or you know somebody or love somebody that's on daily medicines. Something bad happens. Let's say you got to leave your home or you stay in your home, but you can't get out to get your medicines. Let's say nobody's nobody's dispensing pharmaceuticals. And you take let's say you take a med, a prescription med to keep you alive. Do do you like being alive? Is that something you enjoy you want to keep doing? I know I'm under mandate. I got to stay alive. I can't lose any body parts and I got to stay alive. That's the rule. It's apparently the rule written somewhere. How do you get your meds if you're in a crisis situation? How do you get them? I say plan ahead. It, it, you know, get get us a larger supply. Go to your go to your doctor and say, hey, can you write me a couple of ninety day supplies? You say, well, my insurance company will only pay for thirty days. Save up and get ninety days. Pay for the other thirty and thirty yourself. Pay for the other sixty days yourself. My meds are expensive. Well, newsflash, look around for cheaper meds. Look around for discounts. I saved huge money. I'm not going to say the company, but I went from uh, one pharmacy to another, totally unexpected thing. And you know what? I saved enormous money because I take a drug that keeps me alive. You gotta be innovative. You gotta be resourceful. You can't just sit back and go, "I well, I don't know." They don't give me the, the insurance people. They only give me. It's so expensive. Come on. Do you like living? Do you like breathing? Here's a suggestion: approach your health care in a different way. Many of you know my story. Look, I the, one of the reasons why I take meds that keep me alive is I faced death many times, and I almost bit the bullet the last time. 
Oddly enough, all the dangers I faced in my life, I almost bit the bullet at the hands of a 19-year-old punk kid driving 109 miles per hour during the day and busy road. He crossed 48 feet of median, went airborne, struck me head on. He was going 92 by the time he hit me. I was going uh, 51. Killed his friend and almost killed me. Changed my life forever. Changed my life forever. Everything I didn't even think about doing before is hard and painful to do now. Look, I don't have anything against medical doctors. I have many medical doctors that are my friends, surgeons, neurologists. Dr. Ben Carson, he has my book, Like the Guy, Sweet Man. I don't think he should be president, but okay, he'd be better than what we have. I don't have anything against traditional medicine at all. But I'll say this, the majority of conventional medicine failed me for the last several years. Failed me. But one person who's never failed me, uh, you know, God, of course, has never failed me, but one person has never failed me. I believe God put my life through my buddy Jerry and Joe. He saved my life, is Dr. Jeffrey Marangel. Dr. Jeffrey Marangel, you can look him up, M-A-R-R-O-N-G-E-L-L-E. You can go to the Facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. There's a link right there. Put it right there for you. Could be easier. Bioenergymed.com. The dude, he's world-renowned, straight chiropractor, natural medicine expert, and biofeedback innovator. He, he is the man. People come from all – doctors, medical doctors come from all over the world to learn from Dr. Marangel for good reason. Yeah, I think it's Bioenergy Med. It's B-I-O-E-N-E-R-G-I-M-E-D.com, bioenergymed.com. Phenomenal. But he was our team doctor for my company, executiveprotectionteam.com. He was our team doctor for that. And uh, he's amazing. He's absolutely amazing. But he's he's also a concierge doctor. Travels all over the country. Very prominent, very wealthy people. They pay him a fee, and he keeps them healthy. A guy like Dr. Marangel, you know, he can present natural alternatives to your whatever your situation is. Look, I don't know what your situation is. I know mine was hopeless. It was hopeless. So he got involved. And look, I'm still in rough shape, but I would be probably dead without him. Not probably, I would be dead. I've seen him. I have seen the man through his, because he makes most of his stuff, his formulary, he makes himself. He'll make it right in front of you. He tests you thoroughly. And he figures out what's wrong with you. Some, and, and you'll go to him, and you will have come from spending $150,000 at regular doctors. Why? I used that number because I did. Lots more than that. And they couldn't help me. They tried everything. Every kind of drugs. The dude saved my life. And he keeps me, he keeps me where I am now, and we're working on improving best we can. But a guy like Dr. Marangel, he he can give you some natural alternatives. So you maybe you take pills every day. Now I'm not giving medical advice. No, come on now, don't be weird. I'm not giving medical advice. I'm not a medical doctor. I'm a doctor, but I'm not a medical doctor. 
But somebody like him could really be important to your, and he's and he knows the stuff. I'm just telling you, you know, maybe you there's some things you can do to get healthier so that you don't need. Maybe the, maybe there's a way you can get off of those drugs. And be and be healthy on natural stuff. I'm just saying. I, look, I've experienced. All I can tell you is, and this is not a commercial. I'm not getting paid a dime for this. I've experienced this help directly, and I've seen others who were so sick, who were at at their last resort, and they walk out of there feeling like a million bucks, and their whole life has changed. I'm just here to tell you, folks. You got to think things through. Next Monday, we're going to talk about items that you need. If you're going to survive breakdowns in civil order or any of those things, we're going to talk about what you need. If you're going to stay in your house, if you're going to survive in place, we're going to talk about what you need. You know, you're going to have the list of things. That you need. So tell your friends. This is be next week. You know it's going to be. You know Drago's going to be on, and you're not going to want to miss that. But we're going to give you lists of things, and we're going to give you some resources to to download those lists. We're going to tell you what to do in the event. See, I went through this big long list. You think I'm just sitting here talking because I like to talk? I'm hungry. I want a hoagie. I want I want a cheese. You know what I'm saying? I want shrimp with cashew nut. See how quick I could change. Look, I'll take it all. And I and I'm here to tell you, you got to know what you're facing before you can know what to prepare for. Cuz I'm going to tell you something, you can't prepare for everything. You can't. You can't. I'm going to tell you how to prepare your home uh to one make it uh, unattractive to criminals. Unattractive to criminals. I'm going to tell you what to do. I'm going to teach you what to do. You're going to be able to do it. It's not stuff you can't do. So that's going to be next week. Why don't you join us? Wouldn't that be a cool thing to join us? We'd sure appreciate it. We'd sure appreciate it. You matter to us. My audience matters to me. I love send send me emails at smgreener at gmail.com. Yeah, I know. Uh, use the contact me page at the ninjapastor.com. That's a great way. I know I have a gazillion emails, but I do try to get to them. Send me messages. Send me messages through the show. Let me know. Let me know what you're thinking. You matter to us, and this is important stuff, and we do not want to take it lightly. Listen to my Sunday show coming up, the Ninja Pastor. Uh, this blogtalkradio.com backslash the ninja pastor. You can listen to all kinds of old shows. You can listen to old shows. You can listen to Sunday's message yesterday. Good stuff. Thanks for joining us. Join us next time for the collision of faith and politics. And please follow this show at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the ninja pastor. And follow Dr. Sean on Twitter at the ninja pastor and on Facebook 
at www.facebook.com forward slash God in Country Radio and at www.drseangreener.com. In the meantime, Dr. Sean will be fighting for you and for this great country. Thank you for joining in this fight.